0: Hello, my little darklings. You wanted the best. You got the best. The hardest working woman in the paranormal joins me next. On the Paranormal 60 presents This Season On Ghosts of Devil's Perch. Episode 4 Recap Shadow of Doubt with Cindy Keza. I'm not gonna stand here and listen to this baloney. He won't below. He doesn't stand for baloney. Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural, perhaps. Baloney, perhaps not. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Beautiful Butte. This is the view we got to see all of the time. Well, sometimes there was a lot of smoke, and we're going to talk about that and fire around the area let me remind you again new episodes every sunday we just hit the halfway point episode four just aired that's what we're here to discuss ghosts of devil's perch only on travel channel and discovery plus you can find it every Sunday, and for those of you around the world tuning in and checking out the show, thank you for joining us as well. This is the Paranormal 60. Joining me now, my good friend from the Holzer Files, and now, Ghosts of Devil's Perch, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Cindy Kaza.
1: What's up, how Dave? Good. See, good. I'm trying God. to figure out how to share this on my Facebook page, but I don't know. I think I did it right.
0: The You you are, I said at the beginning, you are the hardest working woman in the paranormal. Every time I look, you've got classes going on. You've got live performance. Look, I want to just show people a quick taste of this. First of all, you're going to be doing a live gallery reading with the ghost brothers. They're going to be doing yes. an event in Savannah, Georgia, and um, there are tickets available at straight And you can find information about this. It'll be at the Fairfield Inn and Suites, downtown Savannah in the Historic District. That's October 29th, folks. So if you're looking for a great way to spend that Halloween weekend, go see the Ghost Brothers. Cindy Kazel will be on hand. She'll be doing live gallery uh, readings. And We've got a link up for this so you can find it in today's program. And I know what you're thinking. Well, it's not fair. I can't get to Savannah and I want to see Cindy. Well, she's (laughs) everywhere. Bethlehem, it's Pennsylvania.
1: Like so All
0: right, West Nyack, New York, <laughs> Naples, Florida, Largo, Florida, Port Charlotte, Florida, Rosemont, Illinois, and I've got a lot of my friends coming out to see you that I grew up with, and oh, my cool. daughter. Yeah, Flagstaff, Arizona, Albany, New York, Syracuse, Bridgeport, New Brunswick. She's going to be everywhere, folks. There are links in today's program guide for you to look at and find out where you can go see Cindy K's Alive. So uh, that's just a taste of it, uh, of, of what's going on. And plus you're out filming, you've got a new shock doc coming out on one of my absolute favorite cases, the ghosts of flight 401. Mm -hmm. And when when is that due to hit? Is that around Halloween as well?
1: Yes, I think it's on, hold on. I think it's on the 28th of October. Let me just make sure I'm getting this right. Um, Just one second. Sorry. I should know my schedule better, but let's see Uh, October 28th, 8 PM. It's on travel channel, but it's also streaming on discovery plus.
0: We've got to have you and Steve Shippey on. I need to talk about that case. It is one of my all-time favorite and fascinating cases. As a matter of fact, that was the made-for-tv movie that scared the hell out of me. It was Ernest Borgnine. It was like an ABC movie of the week. And it it, about this plane crash and how they repart all the pieces from the plane that they could and a ghost started appearing on all these different flights kind of warning people and that's all i'm going to give away about it if you haven't heard about the story before but it's phenomenal amazing tale and it's one of the best documented paranormal cases out there steve shippy cindy Keza, they're going to be going off and looking into the ghosts of flight 401 on a brand new shock doc coming out at the end of october um any other shock docs any other specials i should know about
1: Uh, I did play a little part in the Robert the Doll shock doc. I just make a little short appearance. So there's one coming out about Robert the Doll, which is interesting. You know, it was funny because I was like, you know, filming this thing. And I was like, I can't believe I'm talking to a doll. But I was, you know, I was just but the the whole case is actually really interesting. All of the accounts of what people have experienced being in the presence of this doll and then the history of the doll and the owner of the doll. And so, yeah, that comes out in October as well. So it's all part of Ghosttober.
0: I I saw Robert the doll in person or in doll. I don't know what you say, but he was at (laughs) TapsCon in uh, Florida and he was actually set up at a table near me. So you're supposed to ask Robert's permission. You're supposed to be polite. Right. And I just went up and I started taking pictures and I'm like, I got nothing, nothing weird's happening on the plane ride home. I open up my phone to look at my pictures. Every picture on my phone was gone. because you didn't
1: ask for permission. Your fault.
0: Every Every picture but Robert was missing from my phone. I couldn't restore it. It was bonkers. So, anytime you think you, you you're you know even the skeptical nature of people like myself that'll do that stuff they get thrown for a loop from time to time. Uh, well, let's let's talk about uh, episode four, um, mm-hmm. Shadow of Doubt. This was a, a very bizarre story, and it was tough because this was really taking us out of going into kind of haunted locations that were big, broad areas that many people go through. And we're, we're now inserted into somebody's home mm-hmm. and somebody who fears for her own safety. And mm-hmm. this was a, um, this was an interesting episode that the family in question, the Fink family had uh, had this experience, Mrs. Fink in her own room, in her bed. It was enough to unnerve her and her husband, her granddaughter. And this, this case was, a little um, dicier than most because there was other elements of the story, which do not play out on the show for personal reasons because of the family and and what was going on. And we're going to respect that. Um, But it was hard because then we've got to try to differentiate. What are we dealing with here? Is this a loved one? Is this a past owner? Is this something else entirely? And you were kind of picking up on a little bit of all of that at once Mm -hmm. when we first got there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, like anytime you walk into a location, especially a residential location, uh, you know, you, you're you walking into a lot of energy, you're walking into the energy of the family that that lives there now, the families from the past, you're walking into psychic imprinting, and then you have the land, you know, it's, it's, it's really difficult sometimes as a psychic medium to discern, you know, um, between all of those different timelines, what I'm actually picking up, right? Like, is it current? Is it past? And I've talked about this a lot, but I think, um, you know, for me, the biggest pull was towards the land, was towards the backyard, was towards this fire that initially nobody could make sense of. They're like, yeah, no, there's no fire here, right? Um, So, know i always as a medium just stick with what i'm getting and trust what i'm getting even if it doesn't make sense to anybody around me in the moment because you know it's 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 worked out in the past where i just have to stick with what i'm getting and be okay with people not knowing what i'm talking about for a time
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and, and you know it's interesting because you're picking up on this fire we're all trying to use our rational minds and we're like well, there's fires on three sides of Butte right now. There were three wildfires mm-hmm. burning while we were filming. We didn't get the blue skies you're seeing in the image behind me. We got most of the time kind of these gray, ashen, sometimes that burnt umber creepy look in the sky. We only had blue skies maybe five, mm-hmm. six days for the entire yeah. time we were there. Yeah, it's true. So we're thinking maybe you're picking up on the dress and stress from that. And you were like, yeah, that could be a part of it, but it's something else. And I just love that you stick to your guns because – Again, when you don't have that ability, KD and I are just trying to figure out anything that makes logical sense to this. And, you know, obviously we start looking into the the family that owned this house before. And we like to talk about things that don't make the episode. When you walked in, Cindy's like, I'm picking up on clowns. Does this make sense? Oh, I forgot clowns? about that. Wait, and I right? said
1: a name and it was like the name of the clown. It was like Buttons
0: or something. It yeah, was something It was something like- weird. Yeah, it was, it was, and I know that's not it, but it us just say buttons yeah. for the case of this, but you're like, I'm picking up on buttons and, and a clown. And, and after we kind of get into this, I, when I was sitting down with the Fink family, I go, just out of curiosity, Cindy, Cindy kept picking up on clowns and buttons and they start <laughs> laughing. they're like, we do, we dress up like clowns. We go out to like JC's and, and uh, parades as clowns. And he's known as buttons, the clown, it was bonkers. And there's nothing in the house to say Buttons the Clown or anything of that sort. So it, was, it mm-hmm. was, again, another one of those funny things. It played absolutely no part in the story, but you were tapping into the family. That showed what you were picking right. up on. So right. I understand why that element didn't make it. Um, <laughs> yeah. We are going to show a piece later on tonight, folks. I, I promised you two pieces of visual evidence that uh, are in the episode that we all missed. I want to remind people, this show is not like the Holzer Files or Ghost Adventures or Uh, any of the other programs out there, we don't go back and re-review the evidence. We're in the moment. We capture it. We've got the audio. We play it. We Whatever we see and experience is kind of what the story is for us. But there was something that was captured, and we're going to show it a little bit later on in tonight's program. KD is going to stop in a little bit later and weigh in on this with us as well, so make sure you stay tuned. Plus, we've got not one but two sneak peeks at next week's episode, Help Us where we go to the Dumas brothel. So we'll be talking about that in a few minutes. Um now going back to the story, obviously we we kind of uncovered the fact that there was uh, there was a man that used to live there that might not have been the most pleasant human being. Um now again it was way back in time when men treated women very poorly and and that was just I mean they commonplace
1: still do today too sometimes
0: right a but it was but,
1: i mean
0: hey <laughs> right but 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 then it was like commonplace it was just you know this is the the way of the world so it was it was very strange to kind of weed through that so we're trying to figure is this ghost attached to that guy that owned this place um and you were sensing that kind of that presence as well but how do you explain that cuz like the ghost that you were picking up on was obviously a lot more interactive but there were kind of layers to what was haunting in this home Would you say that that spirit of the old owner, the the guy that was kind of abusive towards his wife, was it truly there or was it more of like a...
1: Imprinting. Like an
0: after effect, yeah, an imprinting?
1: Yeah, you know, um it's so hard to remember exactly everything I picked up on. Cause I do remember going in there and picking up on him and feeling the energy of the woman and feeling the energy of the the relationship. But to me, I, it felt a little bit more like psychic imprinting and tapping into the past. Um, I didn't feel that he was the one who um, was attacking Barb Fink, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, because, because I could, you know, sit on the bed and put my feet on the, the floor of the house and, feel the imprinting left behind right that's what happens in a lot of these locations and again um the only way that i can tell the difference between psychic imprinting and intelligent um, hauntings is is from having a lot of experience feeling the subtleties between the energies and I think maybe even five or six years ago, I, it would have been more difficult for me to to tell the difference between the two. But at this point, I've done enough investigations where I can feel the subtleties and I can feel the difference. But I don't always get it right. Sometimes it is psychic imprinting and I think it's intelligent, you know?
0: that That is overwhelming. And, and a lot of people have asked me through this first four episodes, uh, you know, in in private message, how, how does this impact Cindy overall? Because we're not just going into one haunted location that we can leave you know we're in an entire town steeped in this blood and in this kind of legend and lore of butte how impactful and different was going to butte as opposed to like places we ever visited in in holzer files
1: you know butte it's just um god that's it's butte in itself is just you know, the probably one of the most powerful places I've ever been into in terms of paranormal activity that I've ever gone to. Um, because the whole town is haunted. It's literally haunted. The ground is haunted. The 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 minerals underneath the ground, the copper, all of that stuff, it really plays a role in ramping up all of this paranormal activity. So I think um, that was different. That was unique because in Holzer Files, we'd go to one location and then we'd leave and then we'd go to a different city and then we'd leave. So we really had a lot of time um, to really explore this town and to really feel all of the different energy and energies and, and things from the past that I've left behind, because there's so much trauma that happened in that town. There are a lot of tragedies that happened in that town. So I think that that makes it different insofar as it's, it's really like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sorry, it's past my bedtime. I'm trying my brain is not working right. It's like, um, what's the word Dave? It's like, it's like, you know, a powerhouse of paranormal activity. You know, that's what feels like it really does. So that was different. And I'll say that, you know, um, oftentimes I don't recognize how tired I am until it's kind of too late and I'm totally drained. So that's something that I've had to really look at is like making sure that after an investigation, I'm really getting more rest. I'm taking more time to, to take care of myself because. Um, you know, over time, I think I just get run down and then I realize, oh my gosh, I'm totally worn out and I need a, I need a long break. So even like with my live events, like I was laughing at the beginning because I booked myself like 15 live events in October. And I'm like, why did I do that? That's insane. You know, but it's just, Hey, I love what I do. So, um it doesn't feel like work to me. And, and it only feels like work after I'm like totally run down from doing so many investigations and so many live shows, but I love it so much.
0: Now, a lot of people are interested in the female spirit and presence that we picked up on in the house that we didn't go too much into on the program. And we talked about, uh, and I felt that again was twofold. Um, One, it was the owner, past owner and his wife, that kind of impression that we were picking up on, that that might be the woman that they sense or see go through the house from time to time. They also suffered a family loss within a year of the time we were there filming. And uh, we'll talk about something they did not show on the episode later regarding how we helped the family because a lot of people were asking, oh my God, did they get to go back to their house? Um, And no, we burned it to the ground. Yeah, of course they got to go back to the (laughs) house. That was the fire that I
1: was seeing. That was it. (laughs) Right.
0: Um, So we did get them back in. And we showed them how to kind of deal with things. And Cindy was very specific and visited them a couple of times to really make sure that they felt comfortable because they were also worried that if by putting things out and doing certain things, would it uh, maybe rebuke somebody that they love that might come by for a visit? And, Mm -hmm. you know, that was an important part of the story. That's kind of a backstory. So, uh, you know, so the woman was probably uh, I think you were picking up on the fact she was she was with the husband, but it was again, just kind of layers of, of that tapestry of the house Mm -hmm. itself.
1: Right. Yeah. It felt like a lot of psychic imprinting, but, but when I was pulled out into the back, that's where I felt like, that's why I was like, I need to go to the back. There's something with the land, there's something out there. And that pull was so strong. And, and in that moment, I knew uh, there's a lot more to this story than, than we realize. There's there's a whole second layer far beyond what's actually happening inside the house, right? And so um, you know, I I will say again that I feel like uh I'm a lot of the stuff that I was picking up on in the house was psychic imprinting. And then we, when we got mm-hmm. out on the land in the back, that's when I was picking up on the intelligent activity and what was really, um, you know, the driving force between uh, the driving force of what was happening in the house. If that makes sense. Right. Like,
2: mm-hmm. because yeah.
1: it did feel like a portal, you know, I don't know if I used that word in the episode, but when I said it's like a train depot for the dead, it felt like it was a portal. It felt like spirits, you know, would would come and go in that house and freely and spirits from different parts of town. And that's a unique part of uh, about, you know, um, our investigations in Butte is that, you know, I don't wanna give too much away, but but there's definitely a link between the tunnels in between the, the railroad tracks and the paranormal activity.
0: Right, right. And, and that, you know, traverses the entire community. And we talk about the fact that you've got these train tracks, you've got 10,000 miles of underground tunnels, underground water, Uh, You know, all of these mineral deposits, copper that works almost like a giant radio antenna throughout town uh, also carries um, it can carry energy like, you know, that's why they use it in phone cabling and radios because copper is very uh, conductive that way so we were kind of in touch. This was like a giant spider web kind of looking at it from a different perspective, you know, and, and whatever's down in those minds, whatever this force is, is like the, the black widow, it can sense everything that's going on that energy and it can run to any point in that web, which is very unsettling to go in. And you want to, you know, we want to be superheroes in a sense of go in and make their day and fix their, we could put patches on, but that's why the whole right. time we're putting up band-aids, we're looking for where the real wound is and how can right. we fix that hemorrhage? Um, a lot of people are, are, you know, concerned again when we go in to, to deal with a family uh, and you've got a child involved, Jenna, right? Um, and I, I use that term lightly because I know she's a teen girl uh, and my, my daughters don't like to be considered children when I say that. But you know, there's still that sense of being very cautious with what we do and how we present what's going to happen. And Mm -hmm. the fact that they were very open about the type of activity that they had in their house and uh, things Jenna had seen and had experienced on her own, it was really kind of powerful to realize that there is, um, there were, there was so much to this one location. And then you're kind of getting things from around the area spilling in. When we started unfolding this map of of mystery here and realize that the train tracks are right behind and suddenly fisk kind of delivers oh yeah listen you know there was a huge fire in butte and this train and and engineer were flying their way down here and he wanted to make sure that he could get everybody here safely and he was flying and he was doing his best and just miscalculated and and ended up jumping the track. He lost his life mm-hmm. uh, in this in this very tragic, sad case. Um, and then the fire that made such an impact on you. I mean, you hear that you weren't willing to accept that it was the fires that were burning around us. Yeah, at the no, time, it was different. But, right? You you could sense. What is that like to? you? I mean, when it hits that dead on the on the nail for you to. Yeah, that is definitely the fire I'm picking up on.
1: Well, a lot of times it's a relief. I'm like, oh, I'm not crazy. You know, like even after all these years, I'm like, I really think that this is what I'm feeling. I know that this is what I'm seeing, you know? And so I'm like, oh, yes, finally, like somebody figured it out because I, you know, I don't always understand what I'm seeing and I'll say that like I don't quite understand yet so um, it's exciting for me when it lands because then I feel like we have another piece of the puzzle that that we is that we can use to try to figure out what's Mm -hmm. going on in this town. So yeah no it's exciting for me too, and I feel like a little bit relieved when when it, it works out, you know, because again like. I always describe mediumship. It's kind of like playing Pictionary, charades, and telephone all at the same time. You get pieces, you get imagery, you hear things, you feel things, and they can be from different timelines. So, it, it's um, it's never dull being a medium. You know, I never know what's going to happen. There's never a dull moment. But um, but again, I was so grateful to be able to work with such a great team. You know, people who who trust me, and and you know, you've always supported me and trusted in what I'm getting, and, and that makes a huge difference.
0: Karen Fry has an interesting point. She goes, Dave, when you and Katie were listening to the ghost box, but couldn't understand what was coming through to me, it sounded like a train wreck thoughts. You may recognize me more as Ubu. Oh, very cool. Ubu. Yeah. Thank you so much for, uh, for popping on. That is interesting. I also had somebody contact me this week that worked in the train industry and he swears that he hears a train whistle during a few of our EVP sessions with with the spirit box. And he goes, I know that sound. I'd know it anywhere. There's a going on when you guys are doing what you're doing. So those spirit box sessions, the EVPs that we're getting, it was so powerful throughout Butte. I was getting Mm -hmm. by far some of the best EVP I've ever collected at any location. That's Um, pretty crazy. Yeah. And, and, There was just no doubt. And again, I I think it's because we're not dealing with a spirit. We're dealing with a much bigger element here, a much bigger uh, pocket of energy without giving too much away as we continue to unfold the story. So it's there's so much to this. And when so many voices are rising up, I think they feed off that energy as well. Right. I mean, we hear about these overlord ghosts that seem to kind of hold ghosts in place or spirits in place. But I wonder if it's more that they hold together because they're stronger together than they are as individual, you know, wraiths in a home.
1: Well, right. And also think that, you know, the energy, you know, is a really strong when a trauma occurs or when a tragedy occurs. I feel like it holds a stronger psychic imprint, or it creates a stronger um intelligent spirit because there's a lot of um, energy, emotion. Um, you know, unfinished business behind that. So when you have all of these tragedies that have occurred and all of these spirits that have gone through a lot of um, really difficult stuff, it just creates the perfect storm.
0: Uh One of the other listeners here, Special Power says, I was just asking about copper the other day because I have a copper system on my pool and home. When submerged in copper water, the spirits are right up in my face. Mm-hmm. Well, that will give you a yeah, yeah, that'll give you a good perspective of what we were dealing with all throughout Butte. It was mm-hmm. that intense. And you've got mm-hmm. that huge water reservoir, and it's tainted water, you know. not. Oh, not I forgot uh, about that.
1: The Acid Lake, right? The Acid yeah, Bats. Yeah. yeah, I totally forgot about that.
0: There's so much of that. And and the storylines uh, throughout, you realize that there are you know, seven degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of connections, right? Everybody kind of knows everybody. Everybody kind of knows the histories. And they all interlock in a sense so that as we're moving through this town, we're kind of following a pathway of the energy. Um, We're following things. And it, I mentioned it last episode, it seemed like sometimes the spirits were frustrated that we weren't picking up on enough. I mean, when we're at the Fink house, we are so close to a major location that we reveal later on in the series. Right. And it was like, it was screaming at us to notice and, You know the frailty of who we are, and the 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 bits of information we're able to get, and you get a lot, but it's not like they're just going to lay that. Though I did remember,
1: I did, and and then we didn't we didn't understand what it was until the very end, until like one of the last investigations.
2: When Cindy um, yeah. was out
0: on the back, she kept pointing in one direction. She goes, it's something. And then they were, oh, well, I think that's where the train stopped. It went through that area and stopped. And there was a junction point or something. And we were thinking, oh, that must be it. But Cindy, again, she does that, you know, where she's like, oh, okay. But, you know, she's still, no, there's more to this and it's going to come. And she mm-hmm. was right. We we follow that through a little bit later. But, man, with the Fink House, we were so close. It is mm-hmm. frustrating because you do see and you almost feel... Uh, you know, me on the other side to feel foolish. Cause it's like, man, I wish I could see more of the picture than we're getting. Mm-hmm. And part of it is the thrill because, and I'm not going to lie, folks, you get into a place like Butte it's for paranormal investigators. It's a Mecca because every place is crazy. And there's mm-hmm. so many history historical points and histories and stories that you're just like, this can't be. And you hear about this attack and you go there and you talk to these people and Fisk, if you remember when we first sat down with Fisk and he found out it was the Fink family, He told us, uh, he said, guys, you got to help. They are great people. And if they're having issues, this is real. This is something Mm -hmm. important. And they, you know, they're friends. I care about these people. And we, that, you know, that layers another kind of heavy boulder on your shoulder doing an investigation like this, because it's not just, oh yes, Whaley house is haunted. Oh yes. The merchant museum is haunted. You know, this is, people have to go back there and live every day. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, the Finks are amazing. I really, uh, it you know, have, um, I have a lot of compassion for the Finks because they've been through a lot and then to have their, their home, you know, be attacked by a spirit is just like, it's so intense considering all of the things that they've been through. And so I, I'm really, um, I'm really grateful to have met them, you know, and yeah. I, I think that, um, we did help them and I'm really happy that we were able to do that.
0: Uh, Mary has an interesting question. Hi to you both question for Cindy. Do you ever try to energetically clear an imprinted memory in a location? Mm -hmm. I've often wondered Mm -hmm. about that because to get to the focal point, do you have to kind of sweep away the stuff that doesn't matter? I mean, help clear it, break it up, whatever it is.
2: You
1: know, I've never tried to clear uh, an energetic imprint or a psychic imprint. That's a really good question. Um, I guess I just kind of operate under the idea that it's it's a piece of history and it's just there and I'm able to Mm -hmm. tap into it, you know, um, but it's something something to think about, you know. I think that when people go in and do house clearings, house clearings aren't really my thing. I mean, I know the basics, I know how to do some things, but if, if a house really needed a, a big clearing, I would call in somebody that specializes in that. Um, I always tell my students, you don't have to be good at everything, <laughs> you know, just like do right. know what your right. strengths are, and that's okay. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm. I'm assuming that if you called in the right person they would be able to clear out the the some of that energy um or the intensity of the energy but you can't wipe out history. So uh, I also think that it, it, there would always be a piece of that history that would remain there that a psychic should be able to pick up on.
0: Right and Cindy you're you're working it like a radio, right? I mean there's all the frequencies going on at once. You're just fine tuning to get to the to the frequency you need to focus on and kind of clear away the other nonsense and noise. Right.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's like this, Dave, it's like, I go in and I just allow whatever happens to happen. And when I'm tapping into something where it starts to really like, like become more intense where again i'm just going to use the example of i'm pulled outside and need to go outside because that's where i was being pulled then when i got out there i was able to really go deeper into why i was being pulled outside right and then the mm-hmm. second time we went out there when i went out with katie it unfolded even more so it's not like um necessarily i'm wiping away um you know things that aren't important it's just more that i let whatever comes through come through and then i try to um go with where I'm pulled the most and let it unfold. Does that make sense?
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Android asks, um that crash seemed at least a couple miles from the house. How and why do you b- both believe the train conductor spirit went to that house? Was it because of the mm-hmm. copper veins? Well, we talked about the train tracks themselves mm-hmm. working as a conductive port almost like a transport. Um I if I remember it was because of this kind of psychic scarring that was already in this house and it was well, kind of, and
1: Dave, and yeah. if we go, if we fast forward without giving too much away, right. Where did we wind up in the end?
0: Right. And uh, yeah, I know we it's can't frustrating. Give it because, away. We can't give you sneak peeks later as we get closer, but you're right there. That's uh, similar to what Cindy was picking up on. Um, it was the whole time. They're trying to bring us in a direction and spirits are not bound to a location. And this spirit had actually been seen by others in different ways. So this young man, and I feel horrible now that his name is totally popped out of my head. And oh, Patrick I'm sure
1: Duffy?
0: Of, Patrick Duffy. How can yeah, I forget yeah. that? Dallas, right? <laughs> um, So Patrick Duffy, uh, he was making his presence known to other people throughout the neighborhood. And you remember at the one point when we went outside on the first night, I about had a heart attack because... You had said, I see him sitting on the roof of the neighbor's house just kind of looking over at us. And as we're talking out of the corner of my eye, I see something move. Mm-hmm. Turn my head, there was that giant black cat that was crawling along the roof. But out of the corner of my eye, it sure as hell looked like some guy is slinking around on the rooftop. Yeah. And that that was about it. You thought I went down in the cabbage patch. I was this close to having an actual heart attack when mm-hmm. that thing started moving on a rooftop. Um, yeah, but the, the idea that using... Th- the railway is a way to get our attention using the copper using things that are putting us in a direction was a lot of what these spirits or a spirit was really trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um and and it was it was amping itself up every time when we were We were knocking on the door, but not listening for a response is kind of the way I look at it. I mean, we were picking up stuff, but we weren't getting the big picture quick enough. Well, you
1: know, and the other thing that didn't make the edit um, is that when I was outside with KD in the afternoon, I kept seeing Mm -hmm. a man in a suit. I'm like, oh, it's the money man. This man's important. This is the money
2: man.
1: And, and you know, now it all makes sense, like in that location and where I was drawn, even outside that, that we wind up understanding, you know, at the, the end, um, you know, it all kind of comes together because the Think House was really, it was right there, you know?
0: Yeah. Uh, Interesting. I mean, you kind of mentioned this a little bit ago, but Angela asks, Cindy, have you, or do you ever help a spirit move on when they want to move on? but for whatever whatever reason can't and i think we've shown that in many episodes we have
1: tried well our best I, you know to do what this, we can yeah yeah i mean look i i i can do you know the best that i can by talking to the spirits and and giving them a voice but ultimately at the end of the day they have to make the decision to move on on their own um but a lot of times you know spirits just want to be heard they want their story to be told and told correctly they want to have a voice again and a lot of times when you give them that voice again then they can move to a different layer level whatever you want to call it so um i've I've found in doing these investigations that um, being compassionate for the spirits, trying to be neutral and letting them tell their story is is really important.
0: And when, they, listen, when we've been asked, like at the Cabbage Patch, to get a blessing, to pray, we do that. Again, you know, I mean, it's, it's not Hollywood, folks. A, a, a light door doesn't slide open in the sky and you start seeing these spirits go up into the hole. It's not like that. but. If this is what they ask for, this is what we do. And we try to show that sh- same respect in every location and acknowledge. And we do. And again, it doesn't make every episode, but we acknowledge the spirits. When we went out to the train track, we went out to bring Patrick Duffy to us, bring us back to the point of these uh, moments and try to rationalize and, and, hey, this isn't your fault. This accident wasn't you. Don't You don't have to stress about it. Nobody holds you responsible. And th- they got there. Mm-hmm. the fire was taken care of. And so we try to ease and appease the spirits as best we can. Um,
1: yeah. Season two, This, the this, this season two, I'm bringing this one with me to help um, cross the spirits into the light. Why wouldn't you well, want to go? Why wouldn't you look at that cute face?
0: I think, you know, Cindy, <laughs> that, that leads us to a point. I promised to show one piece of evidence that uh, we missed. We felt stalked, almost haunted at the Fink house. Like something was around us. And I, I honestly believe if you're going to bring, uh, your dog, maybe it would have helped us with this because we actually caught a photograph of one of the things that was stalking us throughout the entire investigation. <laughs>
1: oh my God, that cat was so great. Oh yeah, my God, this cat
0: was cat. just, felt like it owned the town, folks. It was in our RV, it was hanging out with us. It'd be there one minute, gone the next. Uh, And you never knew where it was gonna show up. Gorgeous cat, but it definitely gave you the yeah. sense. We're in the middle of filming a scene and all of a sudden it's there batting at my hand while I'm talking to Cindy. <laughs> and uh, you know, you're trying to, just go with what you're talking about. The cat's wanting to wrestle with you. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of funny. I, I'm sure there was a lot of mistakes that we had to redo because they couldn't deal with it. Cause I'm batting at the cat or the cat mm-hmm. kept popping up behind me and messing with my head. Uh. So yeah, bring your dog season two. We'll, we'll bring in the, the extra help. Um. We'll see. Then people can judge who's shakier, your dog or Shane <laughs> oh from God. the Holzer files. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. I, we do have to do a quick break, but before we do that, let's give the audience a sneak peek, a little teaser for our next episode at the Dumas Brothel. The episode is called Help Us. I would like to call on the spirit of Molly Quinn. Molly, are you here with us? Oh, I just got really cold. Yeah, you can definitely feel that. There's a temperature drop over here. Molly, the night that Rosemary was here. Was that your energy that tried to push her out of this room? Stay by me, please. Something is definitely moving around back there. Okay, are there more than one spirit here with us? We're getting the hit again. Are you upset that we're here? Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run, maybe take a nap, read a book, or just show up for a friend? there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my Darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash p60 it's time to take control of your life dave's here rooting you on and if i can do this you can do this let's do this together betterhelp.com slash p60 there's a link for it on today's program guide hey make sure to join the holy trinity of the paranormal cindy kd and dave new episodes every sunday ghosts of devil's perch only on Travel Channel and Discovery Plus, joining us now as well, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. What up, K.D. Katie? Stafford. Woo-hoo. Hello, hello. Good to have you here, buddy. Hey, okay. I I got to mention something. We were guests on Chris Jericho's talk show, Talk Is Jericho, recently. The episode is out there yep. on Apple Tunes. Uh, make sure to go listen to it. Talk Is Jericho. We have a great yeah, open I haven't discussion my wife, after you. Yeah, when you <laughs> left, Cindy when you left the investigator or left the interview as we're talking to chris at one point we start talking about dark presence something starts growling out loud and i thought at first it was maybe chris's dog he was in a hotel room no dog right. i thought i asked yeah. kd kd is at your house he goes there's nothing here nope. and i had nothing so we had something very weird it's in the audio so go check out that episode talk is jericho uh, he goes into a nice deep conversation with the three of us regarding the uh, the episode. Cindy's in about, I think, 50 of the 60 minutes we were on there together. Uh, but right after she leaves, all hell breaks loose, <laughs> yeah. she held it back. But uh, all right, so we're talking uh, about the strange things that have been taking place uh, throughout Butte, obviously, Katie. We're talking about episode four. Uh, when we were at the fink house and dealing with things we were talking about some of the stuff what's a what's a memory you have um that that didn't make the episode that you were kind of uh you know you want to make sure we mention on here
2: well you know i i can't really th- everything that well okay now i will say this the experiment right mm-hmm. at the end there was some of that that went kind of unexplained well not fully explained like um it wasn't just that we had the uh, sacred geometry symbol on the ground, you know, which was like, uh, all, it was a antenna of sorts, but it was also meant to symbolize, you know, the, like, you know, the meeting of um, uh, below and above, you know, right. heaven and earth or whatever. <clears throat> and so, uh, but we also had the laser audio transmitter, what is that?
0: Oh my God! Okay. Okay. You sound like you went underwater, KD. Are you okay? Me? Yeah, you're flooding out. Oh uh, my goodness! I don't know. What this happened. is our tech guy, folks. <laughs> okay, I got it. I got it. I
2: got it. I think. All right. Crap. you can hold on. Yeah. uh I'm back. Really strange. Okay,
0: Wait. there you are. All right. So I go know what ahead.
2: happened. I wasn't. I didn't touch anything. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, so we had the laser audio transmitter set up where the train actually ran on the track. And that was where the train ran along was that that pathway had been just replaced. You know, they replaced the train track for the right. walk path. So we had that that line of transmission coming down from the hill. So anything that, you know, would have uh, traveled from the railroad tracks spirit wise, they would travel from the railroad tracks back and forth to the house you know, maybe we could intercept that, that, uh, communication. So that's one thing I would have liked to have added, you know, and that that's what the the communication we were getting was coming from. Right. You know, when we were, when you guys were standing in the circle and, uh, yeah, all that was coming from the laser audio transmitter up the hill.
0: I've had people reach out to me and they're like, guys, butte feels like it's, uh, you know, from stranger things. And you guys are dealing with the down under, right. Uh, the upside down, and I said, yes, we are. Butte's a lot like that, only a little less murdery. Just a little. <laughs>
2: <so>. <laughs> right, less murdery. Yeah. Well, now, anyways.
0: Yeah, we don't These have days. demon dogs. We've got demon cats that appear out of nowhere and, and right. taunt us. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a piece of video we're going to show in a little bit here, a piece of, of evidence. Um, I want to talk about, again, obviously, people were worried about the Fink family. Did they get to return home? Yeah, we addressed the spirits Um there was blessings done. Uh, we, we approached Patrick Duffy spirit uh, trying to communicate and clear him on the, the train trestle. Uh, and people want to know how scary was it to be up on that train trestle, 10,000 feet in the sky like that. That was it one was of the pretty, more unnerving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> unnerving
2: disorienting moment. for a minute, you know, kind of get used to it though. After a few mm-hmm. minutes, it wasn't too bad after you got after you were up there for it's kind of like being in the, uh in The church tower, right? Oh, the bell tower? To... That
1: was terrifying. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. yeah, forget mm. about
2: it. Everybody was tripping because I was leaning out of the window. They were like,
1: God, yeah, stop, Katie.
0: Mm. Terrifying, Katie. <laughs> Katie's way too brave for his own good. Um, you know, so we've it's been said, we've, we've got all of this activity taking place. Uh, the Finks obviously are able to return back home. And one thing was, they're like, Um, all right, you know, and I remember the, the directors and producers said to Cindy, All right, well, you know, uh Here, you said that they should salt around the property, go ahead and salt it for them, Cindy. And you're like, Oh, no, that's not how this is done. So kind of explain to them, we were teaching them about many different ways to help protect themselves. But why was it important for the Fink family to salt this property and not you?
1: Yeah, I mean, they have to salt their own, you know, property, they have to be involved in the process of setting up boundaries, with the spirit world, because if I go in and just do it myself, it's, it has, you know, they're not involved in that process, they're not setting the intention. So it was really important that they participated in that. Um, and I think it worked. I mean, I don't think that they've had activity there mm-hmm. since, since we've left. So, yeah.
0: Right, right. Well, they've, from my understanding, they haven't had activity that is, bothersome right uh, they've always they always had a kind of a nice little right. house ghost. spirit yeah, yeah. At the, and, and they were very clear about that they didn't want to spook out the house ghost or a right. family member that came by to visit and you were talking about the importance of intention um mm-hmm. and and setting that forth can you explain that a little bit more to people i mean how does intention in your understanding work as a gateway to keep out not so good ghosts and allow in spirits that you're okay with
1: I mean, look, it's not a guarantee. Intention's not a guarantee that that is going to work. Um, it's just good to be intentional. It's good to, you know, um, try to put yourself in the right energetic space because our energy and how we present ourselves in the world impacts how we receive the spirit world. So, I mean, it's, it's, I can't say for sure that your intention, and I would say it's not likely that just having a good intention is always going to protect you from things that you don't want to experience. But I think that it's a good starting point. And I think that, um, you know, for example, when I go into an investigation, I have to be intentional and set an intention with spirit world, like I need to pick up on the information that we need for this case, please help me. Because otherwise, again, like we have said a million times, I can be picking up on anything, any timeline yep. in history, you know, in the lands and all of the things. So, yeah, I mean, being intentional is important.
0: Well, then you're taking yourself out of that place of fear as well. You don't exactly. want to dwell in that place. You want to be elevate. We talk about changing your vibration. That is an important element. And if you have mm-hmm. a feeling of more control and you're putting out positive, you're not allowing these things to have the same impact or effect on you. And it's letting those spirits that might wish you, you know, not well yeah. to move on. Yeah. KD speaking of of spirits and and sensing things. Uh Mr. Purity asks, "Hey KD, uh why did you sketch that figure? Do you have some kind of mediumistic abilities as well?" Yes.
2: Well, <laughs> well Cindy Cindy opened my mind and and uh introduced me to uh you know like uh what would you call it, Cindy, like spirits, spirit, like medium Spirit, art. Art. spirit Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Channel
2: yeah. art right so i just uh you know i kind of come up with my own little thing that i do and it's, i sit with a ghost box and just ask questions and just draw whatever comes into my head and that was like the very that was actually the first time i tried it like like that you know just the way i just described it so it actually it came out pretty well i mean it kind of pretty much summed up uh, what would you say cindy the uh, the figure the dark figure right
1: I think so. Totally.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. but that wasn't the first time he had drawn something eerily accurate. When oh, oh that's just... right. Well, right. The train.
2: Mm, the train. Yeah. train and uh, the other, the drawing of... Um,
0: the cowboy, oh, Van uh, Zandt. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the guy with yeah. the handlebar mustache yeah. you were drawing. But we didn't know how that played into the story until much right. later and, and found that out. So it's, it is cool. You were definitely starting. And you said you do a lot of drawing and kind of just going off off of what comes to you. And that's what Cindy does uh, so elegantly. And a lot of the stuff she knocks out for the the shows and it's eerie as a matter of fact, kind of going off topics and you you had one of those images that you bring with to your um, uh, public appearances and such. It's like, it's almost telling a story throughout the entire picture. Remember it was, it was one of the faces, and there was just... I, I, I wish I could remember it now. Um, I'll, I know I've got a picture of it. I'll have to put it up in another episode and talk about I it. I just but.
1: drew a really crazy new one. Do You want to see it? Wait, hold on. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, of I course. Wait,
1: can you see this
0: uh, guy? Oh, bro. Guy?
2: I see, like a, like, a headdress thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But also, like, a, no, like a guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: somebody's,
2: it's like That's a, probably a, like, mine. Yeah,
1: I have two. My name's Lou. <laughs> I got this guy. Yeah,
2: oh, no, it's oh, fun. Nice. I mean, it's it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, you taught me a lot, Cindy. Cindy's good. Hey, she she can teach you how too. to do. It. Yeah,
0: yeah, we do have a link up. I want to mention um, real quickly. Cindy's got classes coming up. She's got two this weekend, and one of them is uh, spirit art, right? Or is no, it? No, automatic grading. Yep, I do.
1: Okay. I'm teaching automatic grading on 4th. Saturday from uh, eleven to two Pacific. And then on Sunday, I'm teaching a mediumship workshop for beginners. So that's like for anybody that's interested in kind of seeing what their skill level is or just doing some exercises. It's for all levels, really. But it's, it's really great for people that are beginners or people that are just curious. Um, and then on the 25th, um, I think it's the 25th. I'm teaching a medium's guide to paranormal investigation. So that's for um, people that are interested in using their mediumship and psychic ability in a paranormal investigation. It's a little bit different because um, it's useful to have more tools in your tool belt to understand psychometry, to understand remote viewing, to understand mediumship versus psychic. So yeah, I'm teaching Mm -hmm. all those things on Zoom. They're three-hour workshops, super fun. So Yeah, yeah.
2: And even if if you don't plan on being a, a psychic medium, it's good to understand those things you know mm-hmm. even as a it's just an investigator to, yeah, you know, plan yeah. Using your psychic ability because you're going to have to work with people that use their psychic ability so mm-hmm. it's best to understand kind of how they work and their their mechanisms you know exactly so.
1: yep exactly
0: and the link is on today's program guide, so you can find Thank Cindy you, and find out how to sign up for all of her classes. There's also a link to find uh, KD, and you can order spirit box equipment and other pieces that he makes available. Aaron Higgins says, KD, that was an awesome drawing.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Aaron. Nice.
0: Yeah. Well, let's uh, – we're coming up. Wait, time's going to get away from us here quickly. Um, Kind of leaving the Think House oh. and – and the overview the first four episodes, right? We've got Hennessy mansion. We've got the Clark Chateau. We've got the Fink house. We've got the cabbage patch. These stories each were impactful in different ways, uh, physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And they, they resonate in a way that I had never experienced before, uh, dealing with regular investigations. How do you guys rate with the first four episodes how do you rate the type of activity that we were up against as opposed to any other kind of of uh, locations you've been to before and katie why don't we start with you
2: well it was really consistent like uh consistent and steady and uh it seemed to ramp up the entire time whereas like uh normally you'll get right like uh you know just random spikes every once in a while you'll have something happen and even even across the town but you know uh very much like Morgan City this was just a steady increase and in, and in like a concentration of um uh, of uh like spiritual activity so yeah it was uh that was it was unique in that way
0: Sydney mm-hmm. what about you how does this compare to other investigations you've done on tv and in person
1: I mean the evps were crazy like so i always like you know I see things in my head. I can feel things, but when I hear an EVP, that's just so crystal clear. That's terrifying for me. It's like, wow, this is crazy, you know? Because usually, yeah. when I go to a location, it it doesn't matter if you guys aren't picking up on stuff. I, as a medium or a psychic, can tap into something. So, what I found throughout this entire, you know, series, and especially the first four episodes, is that you know we were really working together. Like I was being validated by. You guys and you guys are being validated by me with your, you know, through the electronics. So that was really special.
2: I, you know what, I want to change my answer. I want to, I want to change my <laughs> answer to her answer. I like hers better.
1: No, yours like is it. good too. I second no, yours. No, yours is we'll better. Just share your answers.
0: Okay. The well, <laughs> with with this, you can definitely. um, I, I felt like something was toying with us more than I've ever felt at any other location, because it was almost smoke and mirrors. It felt like in one sense, we're kind of being directed over here when there's something over here. That's a wanting to be um, noticed or avoided. And it's weird how these things kind of moved. It, it reminded me of like the case we did with Holzer files with ocean born Mary, how many parts were at play Cindy. And you think you're getting settled in, you think you're getting an understanding and something breaks and sends you down a totally different avenue. Mm -hmm. Uh, that was, that was unnerving to me because I like, you know, we all have our arrogance to a sense of, I want to feel like I'm accomplishing something. And when all of a sudden everything you think you knew was just the tip of the iceberg, it's really unsettling. Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, it's for me, it's exciting, because it's like, oh, wow, we just, you know, figured out a whole other piece, we get to go down this other, you know, road. And, and it's amazing to be able to work with people um, who support that, you know, detour, because it's very easy to be kind of, you know, on one track and not be open to moving. But, but, being open to allowing things to unfold the way that they're unfolding is so important because that's where you find I call it, the golden nuggets of evidence that really tell the story.
0: People often ask, why don't you ever let one of us come in? Why don't you bring in somebody else to an investigation? Well, you talked about EVP a second ago and how powerful it was. This next episode might give people an insight as to why we don't normally involve other people into an investigation. Rosemary was an experiencer. She had had a very unpleasant thing occur when she was there and we decided to bring her back in to see if a we could quell her fears and let her feel more grounded again um and use her as a sense of a trigger object with her permission and the permission of her husband and uh give you a little taste of of what you can expect and when we come back we'll show some uh, of the evidence i promised from episode four this is episode five help us next on ghosts of devil's perch there's 20-year history of something dark inside of that brothel. There's something down here with us? There's a man who has a
1: massive temper.
0: Are you the spirit that confronted Rosemary? That's why we don't always bring somebody back in. Uh, <laughs> the poor Rosemary. My heart broke for her when we filmed that episode because she. it took a lot to get her back in there and... The spirits were definitely back to uh let you know that they were in force so it the the Dumas brothel and i've got a couple of interesting pictures from that we've got uh of course this fine picture sorry i don't mean to block you cindy uh but oh, no, we've I'm got fine. this cool shot from inside the Dumas brothel uh of nice course g stance there yeah the the, the, the famous uh post box out in front of it and for those of you that are uh going to be moving around butte if you see this license plate and that rv avoid it at all costs that's all i'm going to tell you (laughs) don't go in it you may not come out of it alive um all right we've got uh we've got to talk about something and you know for for years doing holzer files people would send oh i i think you missed this and they would send me a piece of evidence that they videotaped off their tv screen and and uh you know for one like the the uss um constellation when Shane was in the basement and he moved and something on the ground seemed to be blinking at you. And, you know, we had to explain to him, no, we didn't miss it. That was a piece of debris. And when Shane moved, the IR light cannon hit it and it was trying to focus on it. And then when it realized it was nothing, it pulled back the focus to brighten up the rest of the room. So we're always open and and we're not trying to discourage viewers from watching for cool evidence. People will often send me Pictures of orbs and, oh, you guys, you guys missed these orbs. We didn't miss them. We were in a dirty, dusty basement. And uh, you're going to get dust that that's going to float through the pictures from time to time or bugs. And, you know, when we're outside by the train tracks and things are flying by us, we have to assume they're bugs, especially if nothing else is happening in conjunction with it. With that said, um, there was something very fascinating that happened in this last episode. And I had a few of the viewers actually captured it on video, sent it over to me. I took a look at it. Let's review the moment Cindy uh, was sitting on the bed and the the um, closet door swings open. This is what actually aired on the TV program. Patrick
2: okay, ready?
1: was trying to get Barb's attention. He's not... He's not in a good space on the other side. He is, and I
0: wonder, what the hell? What the hell? Now, to most of us, that's what we saw. It was a quick motion, and there was a trailer that had played the week before that's a little bit longer and more extended clip from that scene, and people were going bonkers. Dave, something moved in the closet and i'm like nothing moved in the closet cindy sticks her head in there there's nothing in the closet and they're like something moved in the closet and i was like all right let's let's take a, a look and i actually went and got the raw footage from that moment and we've got it lightened up so you could see better inside the closet and i'm going to show you then a close-up because there was something freaky in that freaking closet here we go Ooh. You see it briefly. Yeah, something moves, and what's crazy right. is from where that is, it's about this deep up against the wall. So there's yeah, no room in there.
2: Oh uh, yeah, the closet is like uh, as wide as the door space. You know the door, the the door frame. Right. Yeah. And you think because like, I got a the so sliding crazy. door, the door slides into the other side of the door, right? So it stacks yeah. up on itself. So it's it's not like pocket doors or anything like that. Well, yeah, I mean, and I, got weird, there so- huh? I mean. Yeah, go ahead. That's weird, man.
1: (laughs) It's fun. It's It's just, you know, I got there so quickly and I was so close to the closet that you would think that if, you know, I would have heard something. Like if somebody was in there, you would have heard it. There's no way, right? So it's pretty crazy.
0: And here's here's what's really scary a lot of people. That, that sent me this clip said, Dave, there's a face in the closet. There's a face that, that comes out of the darkness and disappears and I'm like, what? So I actually took my camera and videotaped close up to it and what's even freakier to me, let's review the story that brought us there. Barb had woken up to something choking her, feeling like something was taking her life. It was a male spirit and then it exited through the wall behind her, which is the same wall that runs into that closet and when I zoomed in on it, it's not a face. Oh, then. It's a hand yeah. as that's that dark goes backwards into that yeah. same wall.
2: But it looks like, like long spindly fingers or something. Oh yeah. Like with webs or something in between, that's weird looking. It is. That's a, not normal. A very,
0: that's no. Yeah. It is a very I'd say weird that's piece paranormal. of paranormal. Yeah, and and uh, definitely one of the freakier pieces. Again, well, we don't get it, the luxury of. Would that be ITC? Of, would that be like video?
2: That would be like video ITC, yeah. then, right? Because the right. Uh, who uh, the camera guy didn't see
0: that or or yeah, anything JJ was in there.
2: So that would have been something that would have strictly been captured on, you know, in the video the process.
0: And it's so fast, folks. I give you credit for those of you that saw it with the bare eye, saw something move in there. I, again, I could see why you think it's a face because it moves so quick and it kind of looks like it's turning like eyes. When I give you the slow version again, real okay. See, that's what I'm saying. It looks like
2: two like like uh, spikes or something on the back of his hand or it's under- it's really good.
0: good eye. Keep it watching guys, enjoy the show. Thank you for being a part of our world and supporting this program. Thank you for watching. And uh, all I can do is make sure that, uh, I'll just keep reminding you, if you like shows like this or any of your favorite shows, watch them in that first 24 to 48 hours because you are making a difference. We're getting great ratings, great viewership. And we thank you for that because that does make all the difference in the world for the programs that we do. And it shows us that you love it and you're watching it and you respect what we do and respect what we're putting out uh, for you to view. There's a lot more story to come folks. We are only halfway through the season and you haven't even seen the weirdest stuff yet. So make sure you keep tuning in every Sunday night and uh, enjoy the program. Katie, go ahead. You had something to share. No, I'm good. Oh, I was, oh you were doing yeah, this.
2: I was, uh, I was your hype man. I like
0: know, it. I We've got a link up Definitely. again. KD. you actually, you'll sell spirit boxes, ink boxes, things that I you will. can make for people that they see. All they have to do is go to your website, contact you through the website, correct?
2: That's right. You can pick up one of these bad boys.
0: Yeah. box right now, rest of the season. Very cool. And Cindy, you've got classes. You've got a live gallery session with the Ghost Brothers in October on the 29th in Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. You've got... Oh, I Savannah. Savannah's great.
1: Yeah, me too. is tr- amazing.
0: You're going to be traveling all over. Let's just throw that up again for people to see. Again, the Ghost Brothers, Savannah, October 29th, and then you're going to be all over God dang, uh, man. doing doing your live <laughs> events. And I'll tell you, I know it's you've made like, it. Why, big. why did I do that, that to crazy, myself? But I'm
1: excited. But that's you're a,
0: you're a, you're a
2: wow. You're insane. can keep up with Cindy, man.
0: I keep getting alerts from mm-hmm. StubHub and SeatGeek that tickets are now available for Cindy Kase at a hundred no, and eighty-five dollars. No, they're not, for they're long. For
2: long, and not for very long either. No, yeah. they're won't not. Available 185
1: dollars. Like...
0: people are scalping your tickets. Oh, I'm saying they you are? can get I've still got those yeah.
2: bagels, man. I've still got your bagels. I'm gonna auction them off on eBay. That was Dave's idea. I'm doing it.
1: <laughs> what bagels?
2: Remember when You're we had bagels that inside. day? Yeah. Yeah. We oh made
1: the God. joke. Wait. You know what's really sucks at I'm joking. I still has the bagels. Did you what? really see 185 dollars? Are you serious?
0: Yeah, one of the tickets was 185 to I think it was in Rhode Island at one of the the uh, places you're doing it. But yes, I knew you made it when I saw that people are are scalping tickets anywhere from 95 bucks. Up to 185 bucks, that's so
1: a, that's some BS that makes me so mad because right. my well, go money. buy the tickets.
0: No, yeah. people
1: go to my website to buy tickets, right. do not just Google it, go to my website or go to the club websites because otherwise, you're gonna see scalpers and you're gonna it's don't do it. So, go to my website, right. make sure you're diligent because yep. tickets are between 20 and like 50 dollars, depending on where people are going. So, yeah. yes.
0: And that's why I wanted to point it out because there are a lot of scams out there, and I'm getting alerts left and right because I use uh, those two ticket uh, deals to try to find last minute tickets. But that's you, so messed up. yeah, it's crazy. But check it out; she is going to be all over. Go get a chance to see her. You're worth every dime of
2: 185 bucks. So
0: that's right. every well, I appreciate that, but I
1: don't want people getting screwed over. You know what I mean? I like,
0: right? No, I get oh it. God. I get it. And remember, there's a brand new episode coming out every Sunday. You can check it out on Discovery Plus and Travel Channel. It is Ghosts of Devil's Perch, and we'll be back again tomorrow, well, this Friday, with a brand new episode of uh, Paranormal News with the Paranormal News crew. And I'll be back Tuesday next week where I'm going to have a very special guest that will join me for the uh, the episode. Katie is going to come back for our reveal next week. But let me see. I think I've got a picture of this handsome fella. Yeah, Chris Cagle is going to join us. Chris works behind the scenes on the program and uh, we'll be sharing some insights. We like to bring you the perspective of cast and crew alike and what it's like to work on these paranormal programs. Chris will be there. And do me a favor. If you do decide you're going to go on out to Butte, Montana, Make sure that you check out Spooks and Spirits and support our buddy, Chris Fisk, because he's doing the tours and I've got some cool, exciting news. I will be in Butte, Montana on October 6th through the 10th I will be there for the season finale keep following me for more information if you would like to come watch the season finale with me be a part of a Q&A and uh, I'll be doing the tours that weekend with Chris Fisk and who knows we may even sneak in a ghost hunter too so keep checking out at paranormal60.com on the events page and keep watching the show for more insights more updates and more ways for you to be a part of the program with us. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm Dave Schrader, and this is The Paranormal 60.